ancient thieves. This is a piece of art. His Kryptonian biological makeup is enhanced by Earth's yellow sun. What to do with body to conceal his own backward form? Worst episode ever. Why? Who shot first? Yeah. Who gives a shit? It's what's called super nerd nitpicking over something that's not really that important. Trennis Magnus Punches Reality, presented by Two True Freaks. I'm your host, Magnus, and I have just wrapped up a mega-series that I've called This Is The End. Usually, I have six-episode mini-series that are dedicated to uh, a topic, theme, idea, character, etc., etc. And, as I say, those usually go for six episodes my This Is The End mega series that went for only five episodes, and the reason for that was because, you know, I've got this reputation cultivated quite honestly by me uh, that I, you know, plan everything out well ahead of time and all of that, but, and everything is recorded well ahead of time. And fact is, though, I always try to leave well, I don't always try to leave, but I do uh, I do sometimes try to leave just these little openings here and there so that I can be spontaneous if I need to, you know? Planned spontaneity, if that's not a contradiction in terms. Basically, just in case there's something that, I don't know, I just get a bee in my bonnet and I decide I need to talk about, well, I'll have little openings here and there where I can talk about them. And today is one such. I didn't really know what else to call this, so I'm just uh, calling this episode Behind the Headset, banned from Facebook. Or maybe How Magnus Got His Facebook Back. I don't know. At the time that uh, this episode comes out, some of you may remember that over the summer, around the middle or end of July, I was banned from Facebook. And it might be worth asking precisely why that was. And so, rather than have to tell this story just over and over and over again, I've decided I'm just going to use this episode sort of as a dumping ground. And if anybody ever has questions about why I was banned from Facebook for a time, well, here you go. So, basically, I received an email. This would have been on... Let's have a look at the calendar here. This was last week at the time that I record this on Thursday, July the 16th. And basically in it, I received a, uh, an email that said, this, was, this came from Facebook, you understand. This was a Facebook employee saying that my account had been suspended because of the fact that I'm using a phony name. And so because of that, Facebook has decided that my account basically violated their uh, uh, their terms of use and so they they uh, they suspended it 
And then they offered me a couple of different ways that I could unsuspend my account. Now, to me, the most logical question to ask, at least to start with, is do I in fact use a fake name on Facebook? And in case it wasn't obvious, no, Trentus Magnus is not actually my name. So then you might want to ask, why exactly is it that I use a fake name? Why can't I just use my real name? There are a couple of reasons for that. First up, um, my view of Facebook is actually very similar to Chris Honeywell. My view of Facebook is that they don't need my real information. They don't. And the reason I don't think they need it is because I'm 99.99% sure that they sell people's personal information. And when you think about Facebook as a sort of corporate entity, what you need to understand is there is no profit mechanism built into Facebook, or at least not much. I mean, yeah, you've got banner ads and things like that. But the simple fact of the matter is that banner ads only take you so far and they only generate so much revenue. I find it difficult to believe that Facebook's banner ads are truly generating tons and tons of revenue, or at least all the revenue they need to keep their, uh, to keep their business operational. And so because of that, there's got to be other funding mechanisms that keep the lights on at Facebook LLC. Now, lest I be accused of being something that I'm not, let me just say that I don't oppose companies turning a profit. Does that make sense? I don't have a problem with other people making a profit. I don't have a problem with other people even getting extremely ridiculously rich you know by all means go out there tear it up you know enter bring your your new product or your new service or whatever you've got bring that to market you know what I do have a problem with though is exploitation okay Facebook says that it doesn't sell information I simply don't I, I don't believe them it's as it's as simple as that and the reason I don't believe them is because of how militant they are about people using their real and accurate information on Facebook. I mean, if they truly don't sell this, if all they want to do is just offer a sort of a fun service that people can use totally for free, why is it that they insist on real information? You know, where did you really go to school? What is your real name? Where do you really work? etc etc well my personal view is that Facebook has absolutely no right to that information and further I have absolutely no no inherent right to use their service if they decide they want to ban me because I'm not using my real name on Facebook so be it all right they're the ones that that set the rules and they are absolutely within their rights to get on to me if I'm not following their rules so I don't want I don't want this to sound like I'm some sort of a victim here because I don't believe that I am they set the rules and I knowingly broke their rules so you know there is definitely a uh, an element here of the fact that I am not obeying their their uh, their terms of use and so that's fine but the way I see it is they're using uh, people's personal information for purposes that those people would not willingly agree to, not consciously agree to, 
and so I'm within uh, I'm within my rights on a moral level to resist shall we say and like I say if I get caught in the act and then I end up getting banned from Facebook which is always a possibility well guys it's been a good run I had a lot of fun on Facebook but that's pretty much the end of it but if there's a way to beat the system bet your ass I'm gonna do it so we'll be coming back to that in just a minute though that's not the only reason that uh, I use a fake name on Facebook that's probably the primary reason and honestly there's a much much better explanation for not using your real name on Facebook and if you want to hear somebody articulate that better than I ever could I would encourage you to listen to the Two True Freaks Storytellers episode that uh, Chris Honeywell put out a couple of years ago called Why I Won't Be Your Friend on Facebook right? and it basically explains why Chris Honeywell at least at that time was not prepared to accept every single friend request that came that came his way and so he he basically describes a very compelling case i guess for not using your real and accurate information on facebook and so those are those are i guess reasons and philosophies that i very much agree with and so rather than sit here and just repeat everything that he said, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that because I think that's probably going to be the better way to go. And certainly it's easier on my, on my time. I don't have to put together an episode basically repeating all of, uh, all of the things that he's already said and said better than I probably could do myself. So there's that to think about. But as I say, that's only one reason why I, why I don't use real information on Facebook. There is a second reason here. And I want to start this whole thing off with a preface, right? I've said for a long time now that I don't... I don't get political on my show, right? And what I've come to understand is that's not actually true. There are occasions of plenty when I do talk politics. And I've also said that I don't get religious on my show, which, again, is not completely true because I have talked about religion on my podcast. But the thing is, what I've come to realize is that maybe the better way to phrase it is I don't get partisan on my show. And I don't. I don't think that Trennis Magnus Punches Reality is an appropriate forum for me to get partisan. I just That's just the way I feel about it. And so my view of it has always been that um, people are wrong whenever they say that if you get partisan, you always piss off half of your audience. My view is actually that you, if you get partisan, you actually piss off 100% of your audience. My view is that you, uh, as far as partisanship is concerned, you can pretty much divide your audience into three camps. There's the camp that agrees with you. There's the camp that disagrees with you. And then there's the camp that just doesn't care. Now, the camp that disagrees with you in terms of just your political ideology, you really torque them off by expressing the opposing view. That's not good. The camp that just doesn't care, well, they don't care. They don't want to hear it. You're not changing their minds. You're not persuading them about anything. So now you piss them off too. But then there's the camp that agrees with you. You're not telling them anything they don't already know. They already agree with you. So now you're just wasting their time. And they're pissed. And they should be. So literally nothing, nothing at all can be gained by getting specifically partisan 
on my show. That's just the way that I feel about it. And this is not to speak of the fact that I don't really think there is a political party anywhere in America that encompasses all of my political views. So I, I, I really would be sort of left out in the wilderness by you know, ex- explaining to you guys how I think the world ought to be when a third of you, well, not even a third, but th- there are basically three groups that are listening to this, the people that agree, the people that disagree, the people that don't care. I'm pissing all of them off. So there's nothing in it for me to get specifically partisan here, okay? Now, as to religion, I kind of think the same thing, you know? I have gotten political. I have not gotten partisan. Well, I have gotten religious, but I have not gotten sectarian. And again, that's the same type of thing. I mean, there are people out there who will agree with you. There are people out there who will disagree with you. And then there are people out there who just don't want to be bothered with it. They don't care. This is... For whatever reason, religion of any kind, any kind of religious worldview, even if it's to not have a religious worldview, this is just something they don't want to think about. Now you've pissed all three of them off, too. So that's really my purpose in doing it. I don't mind talking about religion, but I don't want to get sectarian. I don't mind talking about politics, but I don't want to get partisan. There are differences between those two. The reason I'm being kind of a pain in the ass about this is to say that I'm going to have to break one of those rules in in order to give you the real kind of full background here. Why is it that I won't use my real name on Facebook? To answer that question, I've got to break one of those rules. And so this is my way of saying, first off, I apologize in advance for having to do that. Second, I know some of you aren't going to agree with my religious views. And so, number three, this is your official cordial invitation to turn off this podcast. I apologize in advance. I will try not to make a habit of it, but the reason I'm mentioning it here is because it is germane to the point. My answer to why I won't use my real name on Facebook, it has not just religious implications to it, it's got sectarian implications to it. Or at least origins to it. It's got sectarian origins to it. And so, because of that, like I say, this is a rule that I've tried to abide by all through my podcast, and hopefully, in this one instance, it will never be an issue again. I can't do that. I cannot answer that question unless I get just slightly sectarian. So, again, if that bothers you, and I understand if it does, feel free to turn off this podcast with my with my deepest apologies and my promise that I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that this never happens again, okay? So, no hard feelings. If at this point you're still listening, no offense, I really don't want to get an angry email from you later about how wrong I am or this or that. You're the one that chose to listen to it, so now it's on you. (sighs) To answer the question of why I don't want to use my real name on Facebook, you kind of need to go back in time a little bit, right? Basically, I had just started going to a church that was, at the time, that was near near the apartment that I used to have. And then ultimately, a, uh, a house that I bought. I was going to church there, and I was just really enjoying it. This is a Southern Baptist church, and I went to church there, like I say, I went to church there, and Without getting too much into the blood and guts of my religious journey in life, suffice it to say, this was my church home. 
for a very long time there. And so I don't know as as it would be accurate to say that it was a it was a perfect fit, but it was a decent fit, put it that way. And so I just felt very comfortable there. And I guess somebody must have agreed with me because there came a point when I was um, set up to be a teacher for what's called in the Southern Baptist world, they call it a small group. And the small group that I was teaching, it was a group of 20 and early 30-something single people. Basically, the same walk of life that I was coming from, that's where they are. So they were basically starting out in their careers. They were unmarried. And in a few cases, divorced, but whatever. Legally, they're single. So that's what counts. And so that was, I can't say my job, but that was, I guess, sort of my, well, fuck fuck it. That that was my job at the church, right? It's not like I got paid for it. It's strictly uh, a volunteer thing. But yes, that that was, I guess, my my function or one of my functions at at this church. And so for a while there, I got to tell you, it, it went pretty well. You know, I liked the lessons that I was teaching. I believed in them. And I'm using the past tense there for a reason. And, and again, I'll spare you that, but because it, it's not really related to this story, but it, it's all going somewhere, I promise. Anyway, so it was a good fit, at least for a while. I really enjoyed uh, the lessons that I was teaching. I liked the, the, the members of the group. And, you know, it was just an extremely eye-opening experience for me, you know, in terms of life, you know. Because one of the things I found is that I guess I, I, I started attending that group under the mistaken belief that everybody there was coming from more or less the same background as me, you know, and without getting too specific there, I've been around the block a couple of times, so I kind of assumed that's where everybody was coming from, and indeed, you know, a couple of them were, but a lot fewer than you'd think, and what I found is that I don't know these people, you know, Uh, when I first started attending this church, I had all of these sort of presuppositions about people my age and what we were like and I found that there's really no single formula to it. Some people had had a very similar life as me, if you know what I mean, and other people had not. And so it was, uh, as I say, it was a very eye-opening experience. And teaching was a very eye-opening experience. This was something that I never really, I never really thought I was, I, I would be very good at, but I just I accepted the, I guess, the job, and I'm using that, again, in quotation marks. It's not like I was getting paid for this, but I accepted the, the job anyway. And like I said, I had a really fun time doing it. It was a real blast, at least at first. You know, the first, uh, I would say maybe... Cripes, let me think. It was... I started teaching, like, officially. I was the designated teacher of that group starting from the very beginning of 2009 and then going right on through to November of 2010. So it's a decent little run, I would say. Not the longest, by any means, but it's a decent little run. And, and as I say, it was a really enjoyable experience. I met some interesting people. I made some friends. And all around, it was just, for a, quite a while there, it was a lot of fun. It really seemed like a lot of the people there they liked me they 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 liked my sense of humor because I didn't want to have just like a boring Bible lesson I wanted to have something that was just fun to listen to you know 
make jokes and you know uh, do what I always liked in a in any kind of lecture environment you know uh, where an instructor will ask questions of the group mostly to get them thinking you know and give them a chance to participate because let's face it this is their group too you know and so all around it felt like all or most of the year 2009 went swimmingly then you start getting into 2010 and that's really where things took a turn I don't completely understand what happened all I know is that it felt like one weekend one Sunday I had I had this group in the palm of my hand you know we all got along we all liked each other and everything was cool and then the next weekend it was like I'd lost them they it's like they turned on me you know and I don't completely understand why I mean, I, I, I've heard some of the excuses, but this is stuff that has never really been fully explained to me for reasons that'll become clear momentarily. But I never really got a, a decent understanding of what precisely it was that happened. I only know that one Sunday I was teaching friends and then the next Sunday it was like I was teaching enemies is pretty much what it comes down to. And so, like I say, I don't, really understand the cause of all of that. I don't really know where the conflict was coming from. I just know that there came a point when I lost them. Or, not all of them, but enough of them to matter, you know? There were certain influential people in the group that, for some reason, decided that they just didn't like me anymore. I don't know why. And so, originally what I was thinking was, well, I can survive this. This isn't really all that big a deal. Yeah, they're making life a little bit more miserable for me than they really need to, but end of the day, this whole thing is just temporary. You know, this is not a lifetime appoint, uh, appointment. I am not the, the pope of this group. I mean, I'm, I basically stick around as the teacher as long as I want, but no longer, and then I can leave. And so I figured, well, I can just uh, keep my eyes open, find a more, uh, I guess, suitable teacher, somebody who could be everything that I wasn't, and maybe things could get back to, to normal for the group, and then maybe I could go elsewhere. So, to the degree that I thought about it, that was that was pretty much what I thought about it. And so, as it was, though, there were a lot of hurt feelings, and there was a little bit of drama that was going on, and I decided, you know what, it's probably better that these people just not see me, apart from showing up on Sunday and teaching them and otherwise just keeping them sort of at arm's length. Now, that may have been the wrong policy to have, but that was still the policy. And so, right or wrong, sink or swim, that was the policy that, that I was operating from. I just, um, and it seemed like since it was mostly the women who were pissed off at me for whatever reason, well, I'll just avoid them. And then, I, and then they won't. I won't have to see them. They won't have to see me. Everybody wins. And it got to the point where even that was not good enough. And so, from here, I'm getting into kind of spec, speculative territory because, again, so much of this wasn't explained to me. I'm kind of having to fill in the gaps on my own. But the way it plays out in my mind, somebody contacted uh, one of the uh, administrators of the singles ministry and 
basically talked all kinds of smack about me. And the person that they would have spoken to knew me and would have said, no, I don't believe that. Go away. I don't think you're telling me the truth. And so this person went higher up the food chain. They ran into another person who knows me who didn't believe them and told them to go away. They kept going up the food chain until they found somebody who did not know me and had no reason to take my side. This person, I shall call him Pastorus Ignoramus, bought into their little story, hook, line, and sinker, and then one day he gives me a call. And uh, he basically says that I am being removed as the teacher of that group. And, uh, you know, he and I were going to talk about, you know, I never even figured out what exactly the problem was, but he said that he and I were going to talk about that and, uh, you know, all would be revealed. That's about as much revelation as I got on the subject. Because shortly thereafter, Pastorus Ignoramus took it upon himself to send out an email. We, uh, the group, maintained its own mailing list, and every week we'd send out a new list uh, to the members and basically just let them know about group activities that are going to be going on and all of these sorts of things that really don't relate to this podcast very much except to say that there was a mailing list. And so somebody sent him the mailing list, and he sent out an email that pretty much... <clears throat> fired me and publicly shamed me in front of everybody. Literally everybody. People that had only just started up in that group, people that had been in that group for uh, quite a while at that point, or a year, a couple of years, just whatever. People that hadn't come to that group in ages. All of them saw me get publicly shamed by this, uh, by a Pastorus Ignoramus. Right? This is a pastor of the church who's now dressing me down in public and telling everyone involved to sever all ties with me, all social, personal ties with me. I'm basically to be shunned. Which I thought was way out of proportion given, number one, the fact that nobody had even told me just what the fuck was going on, and number two, the fact that he had given me sort of the indication that this was all going to be a very easy process. You know, he and I were going to talk about it. It was all going to make sense. And then I would have a chance to give my side of the story. Whatever whatever the problem was, I'm sure I had a side to the story, and I could have talked to him about it. And then we could have gotten everything cleared up. That was the nature of the conversation that he and I had. That is not the nature of the email that uh, that he sent out. It was actually um, really the uh, the, the uh, total opposite of all of that. Like I said, it just pretty much publicly shamed me in front of uh, people that up to that point might have actually considered themselves to be you know friends of mine, or uh, or at the very least people who weren't you know openly hostile. This was uh, I guess a, a a chance for them now to. Uh, have my reputation blown to absolute fucking smithereens, like just right in front of them. And it, it, it was just, it was all around just a, just a, a, a pretty, a pretty negative uh, type of experience. Now, I'm not going to read you the entire email, but I actually, I do have, I actually still have the email that he was sent out dated November the 24th. 
2010. And uh, this is basically a little snippet of precisely what uh, this guy had to say. It says, hello, life group. He actually mentions the group by name. And then he introduces himself, blah, 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 Pastoris Ignoramus. Then goes on to say, I want you to know that I've removed Trennis Magnus, and again, I'm using my fake name here. I want you to know that I've removed Trennis Magnus from leadership of your group and from any involvement in your life group. I appreciate uh, Magnus's time of serving and personally look forward to helping him in his next steps. A life group can be a wonderful environment where friendships are developed, spiritual growth is taking place, and we're all excited to be a part of what God's doing in our life. I'd like to apologize to you because Magnus has not behaved in a manner that fosters that type of environment. As I pursue helping Magnus, I do not endorse him as a spiritual leader and encourage you to adjust your interaction with him as such. Then goes on to say basically avoid Magnus. And then um, it just it, it just kind of deteriorates from there. So that's pretty much what I was dealing with. No one ever told me what exactly the problem was. It's just, it was one of those things where, and I, I really hate it when people do this, and if you're listening to this and you consider yourself a Christian, I'm sorry if this offends you, but you can't say that I'm wrong on this, all right? I've noticed in Christian circles, people have a funny way of saying just enough to really beg the question or raise your curiosity or for that matter really infuriate you you know they'll give you just enough information for you to make some very terrible assumptions about somebody but they'll never actually get specific as to what the problem is and that is exactly what happened here the prick didn't even say what it was that i was being accused of so i still don't really know not for sure and as a as a as a you know result of all of this people that had been my friends now all of a sudden kind of want to know just what the fuck is going on here and the fact is i have really no way of answering that because i don't know what the fuck is going on myself so what the fuck anyway now he actually said basically don't associate with magnus and so because of that i you know you would think that you know these people that i had thought were friends and you know, would reach out and, and send me an email or a text or maybe call me or something, you know, you'd think that they would, you know, at least make contact and say, hey, I uh, saw what happened. It really sucks. You know, if you need a friend, I'm here, etc. Nothing. Not one thing. Nobody reached out to get in touch with me except the people that I later found out were actually responsible for the fucking problem in the first place you know uh, one of them said well you know I'm I'm gonna be praying for you and all that stuff and so my response to that was you know the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much so I guess on that basis I don't think I want your prayers because I don't think they'll do me any good but have a good rest of the day, I guess. And, uh, yeah, that was mean. I, I recognize that. But this person was, um, as I later found out, one of the ringleaders behind all of this. So I actually felt very well justified in what I said. 
So, no, that wasn't a very nice thing to say. I realized that, but, um, well, what can you do? So, apart from that, you know, the people that I really did consider to be friends, nothing. And what I eventually decided was, if this is all it took for them to stop being my friend, then I think it's fair for me to ask, were we ever friends at all? And clearly the answer to that is no. And so, because of that, you know, I mean, I, don't, I didn't really see a way that I could continue going to that church considering that I've just gotten blasted in public like that. I mean, exactly what the fuck is supposed to happen after that, you know? So, anyway, I decided to go to a different Baptist church that was nearby because, you know, I am Protestant, or at least I was, and so it just felt like that was the natural place to go. And it was a decent fit, I'll say that. You know, it was... It was about as good as it could be under the circumstances. I had a lot of fun at that new church. It was... I met a ton of new people there. I love and respect all of them. And I say that because I think a few of them may actually be listening to me right now, so I don't want them to think that, you know, I didn't, I didn't you know, enjoy knowing them or anything like that. But... The reason I stopped going there was I started seeing a lot of faces from the old days, from my old church. And honestly, these are people that I don't want them to ever think about me again. I don't want them to ever talk about me again. I don't want them to ever remember that I'm even alive, you know? I just don't want to have anything to do with them. And I started seeing a lot of faces from the old days showing up at this new church that I'd started going to. And what I realized is I want them out of my life. Completely, 100%. I don't want them to ever have a way to contact me. I don't want them to have my email address. I don't want them to have my phone number. I don't want them to be able to search for me on Facebook. And so because of that, I started using a series of phony baloney names on Facebook, one of which was Obi-Wan Trentobi, right? Just a bunch of different names, and I eventually settled on Trenus Magnus. There was really nothing special about that name, other than it was the fact that it was just the alias that I was using on Facebook at that time. Now, Facebook, their policy is you have to use your real name on their service. And I've explained my reasons for why I'm opposed to that. But I guess somebody from the Zuckerberg Mafia got wise to my act. Like I said, I was using a bunch of different uh, a bunch of different names on Facebook. Um, I think another one was Trinican um, Skywalker. There was another one that I was using on, on Facebook. And then, I, like I say, I settled on Trennis Magnus. And also, like I say, somebody at Facebook got wise to my little act. And so what they did was they introduced this, or rather they disabled, I should say, they disabled my ability to just change my name. I think a lot of you... If you know what you're doing, you can access a certain page on Facebook and change your name from, I don't know, Bob Smith to, I don't know, John Jones, right? Just whatever your name is, change it to something else. If you know what you're doing, it can be done. I had done it so 
fucking many times that Facebook just wasn't going to let me do it anymore because they rightly recognized that nobody changes their name this often. So some kind of shenanigans has got to be going on. And what was going on is I wanted to make it impossible for people from that Baptist church that I was publicly shamed at to ever find me again. Right? I felt like, you know what? They've done enough damage to me. I've obviously done some kind of damage to them. It's best now just to let the past be the past. They don't need to be able to contact me ever again. And so that's why I used a bunch of different names. And so, like I say, Facebook eventually disabled that for me, uh, that aspect of my account. I'm not able to use a, uh, or rather change, I'm not able to change my name anymore the way that other people are. And so you guys, you know, if you're listening to this and you think, well, I have the ability to change my name. Well, you know what, dude, good for you. I can't, right? They disabled that for me. And so for a long time there, my uh, my my name on uh, Facebook was Trentus Magnus. That's spelled T-R-E-N-T-U-S-M-A-G-N-U-S. That was my name on Facebook. But there came a point when, I don't know, some dumb son of a bitch out there decided to let Facebook know that I'm using a phony name on their service. And so they sent me this little notice saying that, you know what, you've got to, we've been told, and this was years ago, guys, you understand, Years ago, they sent me a message saying that, you know what, you need to change your name. We've been told that Trenis Magnus is not your real name, so you need to change it to something else. Well, I had started this podcast by that time, and so I wanted to still be searchable on Facebook under the name Trenis Magnus. So I instead changed my the, the spelling of my name to Trentus Magnus, T-R-E-N-T-U-S-S-M-A-G-N-U-S-S. And so if you've ever wondered why I had two S's at the end of my name on Facebook, that's why. And that was the way that things stayed for quite a while there. Until last week, and this is when we start getting into a little bit more present day stuff. Until Thursday, July the 16th, last week, I got this email from Facebook saying, we've been uh, notified of the fact that you are just not using your real name at all. Everything about your name, the one that you're using on Facebook, that name, full stop, is completely fucking fake, and we want you to verify your true name. Okay? Now, like I said, Facebook is a private corporation. They have the right to set policy as they see fit. If they decide that I'm breaking their policy, and so because of that they're canceling my Facebook, well... I'm not exactly a victim in this, now am I? And again, they're a private institution, so if they decide they want to cancel my Facebook just because they don't like my face, well, again, they're a private institution, they've got the right to do that, and I get to shut up and, and take it, right? So, what I'm saying is, I don't want you guys to view me as a victim in this, because I'm a victim of nothing, all right? I just want to set the scene on that. <sighs> That having been said, though, if there's a way for me to, to beat the system, bet your ass I'm going to do it, right? And so that's what I decided I would do. They said, meaning Facebook, they said that if I could send them a picture of photo ID that shows my name as being Trenis Magnus, then they'll reinstate my account. 
And they listed as acceptable photo ID a Texas driver's license as I am a resident of Texas. And so I thought, well, that can be arranged. It is scary, people. It is, it is truly unnerving to me what people will post on the internet. I don't understand why people do this stuff, but they do it. I googled Texas driver's license, and I actually found some idiot's driver's license. She scanned her driver's license. Or actually, she took a picture of her driver's license, and she uploaded the damn thing to the fucking internet. That means if you're so inclined, you can find this, this Nimrod's driver's license and her driver's license number, and also what I assume is her legal address, and you can do whatever you want with that information. She has done nothing to redact anything on that driver's license. She just uploaded the whole thing wholesale to the internet. That's psychotic, okay? I don't understand why somebody did that, but her stupidity in this case is my game. What I did was I took her driver's license picture into Photoshop. I redacted the relevant parts of it because, let's face it, I'm lazy. Officially, it's because I'm taking a stand against Facebook. They don't need to have my real address Unofficially, I didn't actually want to have to Photoshop my real address on there, but let's face it, they don't need to have my real address. I redacted her address. I Photoshopped in uh, the name Magnus Trentis onto her, uh, into the, uh, the uh, name spot, you know, where your printed name is on, the, on your driver's license. I Photoshopped in Magnus Trentis, and I sort of fuzzed it up a little bit so that it would look sufficiently blurry and match the other text on the driver's license. I photoshopped in my date of birth, photoshopped in a picture of me, redacted everything else, I just blacked that, uh, those sections out, and I sent that to Facebook. And the idea I had was, I can try. I can try getting my account back. And if I can get my account back, hey, great. But if, if the account's gone, well, guys, I'm sorry. You know, I really like being able to, you know, talk to all of you on Facebook and, you know, trade comments and, you know, post shit on the Trennis Magnus Punches Reality Facebook group. But I guess that just wasn't meant to be. So it's going bye-bye. So there you have it. That was going to be sort of my my agenda there. And so, but if I can get, as I say, if I can get my Facebook back, hey, so much the better, right? Well, as it happens, um, I don't think I did a very good job photoshopping all of this stuff. Now, I'm actually, um, if I've done my job right, at the time that you're hearing this, you can actually go to twotruefreaks.com and view my uh, Photoshop job up there, and you can judge for yourself how good a job I did modifying this idiot's Texas driver's license to show Trinus Magnus, and then what is truly my date of birth, 10-21-1980. That really is my date of birth. You can decide for yourself just how good a job I really did with all of that. And so... I don't think I did all that good a job, though, and I'm shocked as hell that somebody at Facebook thought, you know, they looked at this, uh, this I think, rather badly photoshopped driver's license, and, and they said, oh, well, this is obviously legitimate. We're going to reactivate Magnus's Facebook, and with all apologies, you know, we can all head off into the sunset. I don't... I, look, I mean, I don't have enough brain cells to lose that I that I could ever convince myself by looking at this that this is legitimate. But hey, don't look a gift horse in the mouth or something, right? So somehow, against all odds, somehow I got my Facebook back. But not just my Facebook. Uh, 
I got the proper spelling of Trenus Magnus back. So now it's it, it's spelled the way I think it should be, which is T-R-E-N-T-U-S-M-A-G-N-U-S. Now it's back. All right. It was suspended for only uh, just a couple of days. And then just in time for me to release my new show, at least it's new at the time that I record this, on uh, Monday, July the 20th, 2015, came back. My Facebook was back, so I didn't have to stick Tom Panarese with uh, posting uh, the uh, July the 20th episode of this show. I was able to put it back just like normal, just on schedule, just like clockwork. So all of it worked out pretty well in the end. And so if you're curious, this is why my Facebook was temporarily unavailable for a couple of days over the summer. Now, at the time that I released this, or at least the intended release date for this episode, at the time that you guys are all hearing this, this is actually set for release in... Uh, this. The release date that I've got is December the 8th, 2015, right? So Tuesday, December the 8th, 2015, how Magnus got his Facebook back. You know, I'm not sure if any of you listening to this even remember this happening or were even aware that it happened. But yes, it did in fact happen. Now, as it happened, there was actually a surprising outpouring of uh, support on uh, Facebook. What happened was I uh, texted uh, Michael Bailey about all of this. In fact, I, I've actually got the text right here. So I'm just going to read it to you right now. And uh, you guys can, uh, I don't know, just think of this as, uh, you know, for your own edification. I sent him a message. It says, Michael... Be a vassal, would you, and post in my group that some dumb son of a bitch ratted on me to the Zuckerberg Mafia, re Magnus is a fake name. I then go on to say, It's amusing to me that Facebook gives 30-some-odd genders to choose from, but be sure you use what everyone else agrees is your real name. Signed, Magnus. And Bailey, I kid you not, responded a minute later, saying that he will do so immediately. And then he goes on to say, um, that he was going to post something on the Facebook group about it, and here is what he posted on the Facebook group about it. He posted, So, some dumb SOB decided that they didn't have anything better to do than rat Trentus out to the FB authorities because Trentus Magnus is not his real name. It is amusing to His Excellency that you can have any number of genders to choose from, but holy crap, you better use your real name or the world will end or something. So, his Excellency does not have access to his account for the moment. More on this as it develops. And then from there, there was some uh, drama that got stirred up. Uh, some people uh, responded. Um, at my behest, Bailey ended up dragging um, Scott... I almost said Scott Gardner. I apologize. He almost ended up... Uh, or rather, he did drag uh, Chris Honeywell into the discussion because as as I said earlier, Chris is uh, sort of famous at this point for being a little bit of a privacy advocate. And so um, he's, uh, he's just a uh, pretty, big, uh, pretty big believer in that. And so it was thought, rightly, that uh, he would have a point of view on all of that. And indeed he did. Um, looking at it now. Yes, he, he posted... Uh, this is Chris, you understand, who posted, Getting kicked off social media is a badge of honor. And you know what? There's a degree to which, number one, I agree with that, but also there's a degree to which 
you know, of all people, I suspect, you know, yeah, uh, Honeywell's definitely going to feel that way. And again, for further information on why it is that uh, Honeywell would say that, I do encourage you to listen to his uh, Why I Won't Be Your Friend on Facebook episode, because number one, it's friggin' hysterical, but number two, it touches on this exact same problem, right? And there were some other comments and things that were made on the group, but um, anyway, I think we can maybe save that for another time. One of the things that did come out, though, is that I got an email from a couple of other podcasters about it. Now, exactly none of these podcasters have said that I'm allowed to read this on, on mic. Now, normally my policy is if you email it to me, it gets read on mic unless you say otherwise. But I'm going to break that rule in this case because this really was uh, special circumstances. So I don't want to drag anybody into this who who maybe wants to stay out of it. So, you know, the people involved, um, if you're going to say that it's okay for me to read this stuff on mic, I'm willing to do so. But I don't want you to feel like uh, you're getting dragged into something that has nothing to do with you. So, um my, ad- my attitude is anything that I send to people, whether it's on Facebook or it's you know in an email or whatever else, if you run a podcast and you want to read it on, on mic, be my guest. But not everybody necessarily abides by that policy. And so it's really better that um, I just let them decide for themselves if they want their correspondence to be read in this particular case. But just be advised, my usual policy is I will read everything that you send me on mic. But... The reason I mention this is to say that I did receive an outpouring of support uh, via email, and I just want to thank uh, you know the people who did this. I just want to thank you publicly, not necessarily by name, but those of you who did it, you know who you are. Like I say, I don't want to drag you into a problem that has nothing to do with you, so I'm not going to name your name or read what you wrote uh, to me via email, but I do want to say thank you very much. I do appreciate you taking the time to you know reach out to me in solidarity just to kind of tie it back to the church thing nobody did that at that church so haha anyway now there was there were also some other replies on that thread that was on facebook ivan j white for example wrote what a crock doug meacham wrote haters gonna hate mark lax my friend uh wrote no wonder i couldn't access this page i thought it was me people have nothing better to do than be assholes his excellency will fix this no doubt and that's the end of his comment. And obviously, I did fix it. So, anyway, so, and some other people wrote some other things. And anyway, I just want to say, number one, this is the the reason. For those of you who are curious, this is the reason I had that sort of Facebook dust up, and uh, that is how I went about fixing it. And number two, those of you who are using a uh, fake name on your Facebook, number one, your secret is safe with me. Number two, in the event that somebody rats you out, though. What you can do to sort of work around all of that is just Photoshop a a fake driver's license for your state, or at least whatever state you list as your state on Facebook, send it in. And if my experience is anything to go by, they will ride with it. So anyway, so there you have it. And uh, that is pretty much what it was that happened with all of this Facebook social media bullshit and the drama that went on with that. So behind the headset, how Magnus got his Facebook back. So I don't know if this is going to be like an ongoing fixture of my show or what, but nevertheless, that is that is at least what happened in this particular case. So now, as to next week, what I'm going to be talking about 
according, uh, assuming that all things go according to plan, is another episode in uh, the Big Book Report series. Now, the problem is, I have no idea what that Big Book Report is going to be because Honeywell and I haven't recorded the last one yet, so we haven't even agreed on what that episode is going to be because we haven't even recorded the Big Book Report episode from October yet. So, it could be anything. But nevertheless, at least for this moment, that is the plan of what I'm going to be releasing for next week. So sure hope that's how it turns out. But I guess one never knows with this sort of thing. Following that, I'm going to be continuing my Smallville retrospective with The Mighty Season 3. This is actually part four of The Mighty Season 3. And so there's going to be that. And then from there, I'm going to launch an epic, epic, epic mega series. And I'm not sure if I've because of uh, the fact that I'm recording this in July, I don't know how much I'm really going to promote this and market it, so I don't know if I really want to make a big production of it here, except to say that it relates to Superman and Batman both. So that's going to be coming pretty soon, so got that coming up. Otherwise, I think that's pretty much it for me this week, so bye, everybody. I will see you next week. Michael Bailey here with a trailer for an exciting series of episodes of Views from the Longbox. To help me with this trailer, I have brought along none other than Darth Vader. What is thy bidding, my master? I, uh, I had to pay extra for that one. Now, normally on Views, I talk about comics, either alone or with a friend. However, with The Force Awakens hitting theaters soon, I have been all excited for Star Wars. And with the sudden massive amount of free time I have found myself with, I decided to devote all of the December episodes of Views to Star Wars in a series I am calling Views from a Galaxy Far, Far Away. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. Oh, that was, that was kind of rude. I mean, I, I would think a Dark Lord of the Sith would be happy that I'm devoting a month of shows to Star Wars. Don't make me destroy you. Look, Vader, we had a deal. I was going to tell everybody about how I'm going to talk about my favorite Star Wars movies, my favorite characters and comics and toys, in addition to talking about The Force Awakens. You were supposed to back me up on this. I am altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. Well... Fine, then. Can I at least talk about how I am bringing some of the best and brightest in podcasting along with me on this endeavor? 
and that the show is going to be weekly through the month of December? The Emperor does not share your optimistic appraisal of the situation. The Emperor will be listening? Yeah. Then I will have to double my efforts. Apology accepted. I did an apo- You know what? Never mind. What everybody needs to know is that Views from a Galaxy Far, Far Away starts December 1st here at Views from Longbox. You can find the show on iTunes or by going to www.viewsfromthelongbox.com. We would be honored if you would join us. Finally, you stuck to the script. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Views from a Galaxy Far, Far Away. Starting December 1st. Only at Views from the Long Box. When you think of podcasts about religion, you probably think of this. But at least one religion podcast sounds more like this. I kick ass for the Lord! Dorkness to Light is a relatively geeky production in which Alan and Emily discuss topics of faith, religion, and spirituality. But we do so through the lens of pop culture, like movies, TV, and comic books. Because we're nerds. Our primary focus will be on Christianity, because that's what we know best. But all religious content is on the table. Well, think about it, Scully, from vampirism to Catholicism. This is an occasional cast, to be recorded and released as the mood strikes, with topics ranging from in-depth reviews to personal rants about some small aspect of theology or church history. Because we're theological nerds. If these topics interest you, check out Dorkness to Light .blogspot.com for our more regular content. Or darknesstolight.tumblr.com for our more irregular content. Memes and puns, mostly. My bad. Darkness to Light. Often irreverent, rarely sacrilegious. So I think that's just about the end of that. Trennis Magnus Punches Reality is a proud member of the Two True Freaks Podcast Network. You can find the home for Trennis Magnus Punches Reality at twotruefreaks.com, which is spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can also find it on Facebook just by searching for Trentus Magnus punches reality there you can interact with your fellow listeners and also see notifications of new episodes when i put them up you can friend me on facebook just by searching for trentus magnus which is spelled t-r-e-n-t-u-s-m-a-g-n-u-s you can email me and my parole officer at trentusmagnus at gmail.com if you have a suggestion for a topic, feel free to email me, and I might consider thinking about the possibility of potentially discussing whatever you have in mind someday. And that's a promise. Did you know? You can sponsor any episode of this or 
any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows. That's right. Simply click the PayPal link, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing, and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode. With your message read in the show's opener, it's that easy, and there's no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2 True Freaks gets a cut of what you buy. It doesn't cost you anything extra, and it really helps the freaks out. You get to shop as usual and help out the 2 True Freaks at the same time. Do you have a podcast of your own? If so, why not record a promo for me to play on my show? It's quick, easy, and can help you spread the word about your show. I'm always looking for more promos to play. Keep it fairly short, and yours could be next. My promos can be found at this show's homepage for those interested. Just look for the promos section. The contents of this podcast are fictitious, hypothetical, and probably completely unnecessary. Any similarity to living persons or real-life events is purely coincidental and void where prohibited by law some assembly required batteries not included. Do not remove this tag under penalty of law. All models are over the age of 18. The white zone is for passenger loading and unloading only. Trennis Magnus Punches Reality is a Magnus Media Enterprises Limited production in association with DeMonzacore of Milan, Italy.